0: Okay, I want to welcome everybody to uh, um, Reflections from the Satsang that we did last night at Here at Awakening Together Live in a Sanctuary with Jonathan Robinson, who is an author and a psychotherapist and a speaker. And uh, his latest book is The Enlightenment Project, which you can find on the enlightenmentproject.net website. and what he writes about that is, is it possible for you to become an enlightened, awakened being? What are the best and easiest ways to get there? And his website says that Jonathan shares the precise methods that often led to awakening gleaned from interviews with over a hundred highly awakened teachers, such as the Dalai Lama, Byron Katie, Deepak Chopra, the late mother Teresa and Ramdas. And if you go to his website, you can download chapter one and then the five quickest ways. There's also a meditation, I think he mentioned. So very excited to have this discussion today from our satsang last night. And uh, several people are with us. And what we do is very informally, we all just uh, when we're called, we just take the mic and we just kind of walk ourselves through the highlights um, from the interview and also uh, what practices we think we are most called to, to practice from that interview.
1: So I say welcome and I open the floor. Wonderful, Lynn. Wonderful, again, I mean, we said this this morning, we had a meeting, but
0: just a wonderful, wonderful, warm, informed, wisdom-filled interview. So thank you very much for
2: your service. Thank you. But I was going to say, Jonathan made it easy. You know, he he's just very practical and very um, open and loving. And um, his insights were just um, down to earth and easy to do, you know, and, and he's just a man after my own heart. Um, so I wanted to just verbally say thank you and give great gratitude for um, having the opportunity to do this, getting over some of my fear and um, I'm very happy that everyone else enjoyed it too. So thank you.
0: Yes, thank you, Lynn. And it was such a beautiful start um, to, uh, to listen to him guide us through that, that, that fear meditation, which I think was only two, three, four minutes long. And so if anyone uh, didn't catch the very beginning, uh, quite, quite a, a just very direct pointing where he invites us to feel the fear in our body, to actually bring it up recognize it feel into it you know notice it let it be right there and then he just invites us to see fear as an object in awareness in the open spacious awareness and then uh, the third step is just to see it all as happening that uh the fear energy is there the awareness is there and that uh those two things aren't separate. Um, and in my notes, he said, uh, for him and I love the story about him having to get turned down 10 times to be able to get a Hawaii vacation. That's just a wonderful story. Um, but he said, in so doing, you realize you can you know, potentially change your life 20, 30 minutes, um, that fear and awareness aren't separate, that uh, usually fears the master, and we're the servant, that's the conditioning when we step to the conditioning and we master fear, then we've transformed our relationship, really a, a fundamental force in the world, uh, certainly in our programs and our bodies and our lives and the lives of those that, uh, that we know and love. So changing your relationship with fear. I love that you started there, Lynn, because isn't that um, kind of where it begins and oftentimes we are told that's the final doorway. That's where it ends and the uh the instruction we get from from jonathan and from those that he interviewed dr david hawkins i'm thinking of specifically a video called the final doorway where the instruction is to keep walking and uh so the more we transform our relationship with fear about the little things about the life things starting with something that feels manageable that new programming starts to disrupt the master-servant relationship. And the next thing you know, there's space for curiosity. And you know what always follows curiosity for me is wisdom. There's some capacity to be with this moment differently. It's always available. Uh, and fear is one of the um, most prominent ways that that capacity appears to be blocked in any certain instance. So, I love that you uh, invited him to walk us right through that. It was a really powerful, short, but powerful meditation.
2: Yeah. He has a lot of those short, powerful meditations throughout his book and even on all his websites, which he freely gives. But one of the things that I realized when I was doing that meditation was there's that fine line between fear and excitement and curiosity. You know, what I was feeling. I thought was total fear, but when I realized, no, you know, like there's more there. So of course that goes back to our workshop, but um, you know, that was exciting. So thanks.
0: Yeah. And what I hear you saying is that mind wants to say, this is fear, push it away. And when we kind of gently say, well, maybe I'm just going to be with it. So we kind of put mind aside and you know, what is a judgment, but an opinion that's closed. The fact that this is only fear and that's all there is, nothing to see here, move on. When that gets opened, it's like, oh, maybe there's fear and awareness. And once there's fear and awareness, there can be fear and awareness of excitement, of, you know, kind of a, a looking forward to, right? An anticipation, that anticipatory energy, not anticipatory bad or anticipatory good. Sometimes it's just what the system does when it's anticipating. <laughs> But all of that becomes available when um, there's enough presence and desire not to take at face value what mind says, which is, I know what this is, this is fear, you don't want it. walk away or get away or push it away. And that's that closed loop that is the, the programming running. And this whole journey is like, I mean, really curious about that programming. And fear is really the juice for all the programming, isn't it? There's some element of fear or else we wouldn't, we wouldn't pull away. So it feels like a, I, I, I love the name of the class that he said he taught for such a long time, risking the art of being more fully alive. So are we willing today to risk the art of being more fully alive? And what I heard him point directly to is by transforming our relationship with fear. What's on the other side of fear is love, is joy, is enjoyment and being in joy, which is enjoying the moment for what it is. Fear and awareness and anticipation and excitement and allowing life to be the mix of energies that it is. Uh, and like I can just feel in speaking about it, this, kink, this hose that gets kinked when it's fear, fear, no, shut down, can get a little unkinked. And next thing you know, yeah, still a little fear, but still, but excitement too, and awareness is right there. And next thing you know, wisdom allows all of that to flow, right? Wisdom doesn't say no to anything. Wisdom says, ah, this too, this too. And I feel like he pointed to the this too, just that, I mean, he seems like a walking, open, childlike curiosity that is just gonna uh, you know kind of be with and marvel at um how experience is showing up which another word for that for me is freedom because it doesn't need to be any certain way to be free to be free with how it
1: is however that is yeah beautiful So here's another one I loved. Uh, I,
0: I saw him pick up this little, I have all kinds of index cards, but I didn't have the kind of index card he was talking about. He said he had a little, almost like, looked like almost a business card, maybe a little bigger than that. But I I, I think I heard him say that he made a, a list of the top 13 experiences he's had in his life and part of how he kind of stokes the joy and the the aliveness and the the art of being more fully alive is he just picks up this little card which he had just right there and he can bring himself back to any of those 13 peak love experiences i think he described it something like that and that allows him to tap into that muscle memory and it, it allows to bring the fullness of that up into his body up into his mind and then just be with that experientially directly not as um not as a thought about it but i what i heard him really talking about was actually going back there in the mind's eye and kind of and kind of being in his what he said were the 13 peak experiences of 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 love Um, and that just sounds to me like a incredible exercise to hone it down you know not just one or two and then he, he again, he walked us through a, a meditation where we just brought to mind one thing and saw how quickly, you know, my, you know, it's just goes back to this Regina teaching for me. I never lead, I always follow. There's a habitual following of the loudest voice in the mind, which is often ego. But as soon as you bring up 13 other choices, that gives 13 other places to follow, to, to, and, and, and to bring attention to what we want more of. Um, and that just is such a simple exercise, and yet I could see how it could,
1: it could be a pivot point anytime, all the time. wonderful thank you julie julie has written a comment and
0: uh that's great wow let me just make my screen a little bigger so i can read this uh okay so julie says in case you know if you wanted to add some uh, additional comments to share some some rough quotes she took and and, and one was on gratitude she said i loved his story and example of the power of the thank you mantra god that was a gem. Especially interesting that so many spiritual people he quizzed listed gratitude as the most important way to connect with God or the divine. Yeah, I, I love I, what that brings to mind for me is Joe Dispenza when he says gratitude is the ultimate mode of receivership. or just gratitude; it's 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 all coming. You are you are you are wide open. And uh, Julie writes that John says. Uh, first of all, you know, when I interviewed all of these people for a book back in 1993, I was very surprised. I'd always asked the question, what attitude or thing do you think helps people connect with God or the divine the most? And I thought people would say love or something like that. But the number one answer by far was gratitude. And this surprised me because it got me focused on the importance of gratitude. You know, it really does work. It develops a momentum, you know. Normally, it's kind of the mind's way uh, of looking at reality is no, no thank you. You know, no thank you for this person who just cut me off. No thank you for all the things I have to do. No thank you for my job, which I now have to go to. No thank you for this. No thank you for that. And to really feel your heart and to know that when we say no, thank you, like we're always practicing something, right? When we're practicing no, thank you, we're practicing closing. And when we're practicing thank you, we are literally practicing open and staying open. And that, again, it's so simple and yet profoundly powerful. Not conceptually, but in a direct experiential way that we can confirm for ourselves empirically, it's an empirically valid investigation that can confirm that the thank you is the opening. Yeah, and thank you, Joy. I see your hand.
1: Thanks, Anne. Yeah,
3: I'm so glad you brought this this piece up um, because I know for me the The deepening and deepening and deepening is whenever I see some inner glitch um, to really be thankful for it. And we talk about that all the time. you know that this is the goal. There's something still being believed in the mind. So if I didn't have my brother or you know another or an experience showing me that glitch, um, I would
1: continue to. Be the dreamer. So, thank you so much. Yeah, to, to
0: to see the no, thank you, to feel it, and say, do I really want more of this? I mean, that's the glitch, right? It's like, I don't think so. I don't think I want more of this. Yeah,
1: beautiful. Thank you. Wonderful. yeah, uh, yeah, I feel really compelled. To-
3: to, to share this because I know in my own journey, you know, the, the joy and the happiness and the peace and everything is such a natural part of this personality. And I think of everyone's, you know, even uh, because it's our true nature, but there are still times when I get caught and I can switch into the happiness. That's not a problem, but it's still like it hasn't been healed. Has it hasn't gone deep enough to, um, to really undo that, and, and I'll use an example, a desire to be unfairly treated. That is one that um, that as much as I go like, I don't wanna believe that, or um, but that I can still see, cause I can see a face and a place attached to that. And so instead of, um, for me, shifting right away into the joy, which it's go to that it's go to the light go to the joy you guys hear me say this all the time you know join with that and then go like what is this you know what and this core core desires that we would say are never you know that's somebody else that did that and um and really get that unwind so the true forgiveness has happened. And I know I'm still in that process because I can see that things still come up where there's just, you know, easily the personality or the being doesn't respond in the world in a negative way, but the the blip is happening.
1: So I'm like, it's still there. So thank you.
0: Yeah, beautiful um again this transforming our relationship with the no or the glitch is the watching isn't it is is the being with it i can't let go of something i don't see so it's just beautiful to have that modeled for us in jonathan like how much he was just willing to play play with the concepts play with the patterns play with the habits uh and there is a real real deep playfulness uh in his uh demeanor and presentation that's so attractive isn't it it's just like yay let's go <laughs> i could have listened to him for hours and it sounded like lynn had plenty of questions so yeah and julie writes that uh she also loved his great real life examples of the power of defying fear and why it's liberating yeah god that was great and I'll just read this. John says, when I was 17, I took my fear of rejection from level 10 of terror to level five of mild dislike. And when you go against your fear and you do something, then you're unstoppable. So it showed me that with the right method or idea, you can really create major transformation that affects the rest of your life in 20 minutes. Yeah. And To go from terror to mild discomfort, right, is the difference between uh, something that can hang on for days or weeks to something that's just kind of take a breath and keep walking, which is, is again, the instruction. We just keep a breath, take a breath.
1: We notice. We get in touch with what we really want, and we just keep walking. Hey, Lisa, good to see you.
4: Hey, um, I confess I'm cleaning house. So
1: um,
4: <laughs> it's really just so helpful to, I listened this morning to the recording and um, this is just always helpful to remember what what I heard because I, I don't hear things or remember things very well. Um, and I don't even quite know what to share. I just, I think just um, one thing that's, um, I guess maybe there's things I was noticing of, um, there's something in me that I think it's the fear the judge that like all these more new ways to do, to do Mm. it, try to seek it, to try, you know, and I get overwhelmed by that. And I think it's, again, it's the, the, I think it is the judge and the fear in me, like, Oh, more ways that I'm going to screw up. I'm not going to get it done. And so I just don't want to do it. And, um, but i really appreciate you know again what he encouraged you know find what works for you and and do that and um, practice that and and i just really appreciated those reminders again about the gratitude because because it it just turned it right back on me and just seeing how i am so stuck in the resistance and not that i'm not thankful But I, it's easy, it's just so easy to just be so caught up in that fear and, and, and the judgment and, and, and being able to find those very simple ways of gratitude and um, to um, be able to resist the resistance or or not resist it, but you know what I'm saying, just to kind of like go into it. And, and just, again, those reminders of, of, um, I love his meditation and, and just that to be able to feel that very quickly when he said to you feel the fear and then you aware of the awareness that's looking at the fear and sees the fear and there was just such a switch and it's like okay fear is present but I can be present with it and and that so I just um so again those are just simple things that do work I find them are helpful for me and so it just to find the intentionality and just to keep, keep with it and not to get overwhelmed by all these other methods. <laughs> just, to, just to keep, you know, yeah. Just to keep, as he said, keep exploring. So, so thank you for, um, for this and thank you Lynn for the interview and, and uh, yeah. So thank you.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh if, if we were present to fear and then present to the fact that we're present with it. That that is the transformation, isn't it? It is simple to say, but it is it that that is transformational. Fear's present, right? So first we just call it out. Fears fear is present, but presence is here, awareness is here. And just that, right? Just that allows this the body, mind, whatever was the belief in being scared and therefore having to just kind of collapse into it stays available. And it, it is so simple. And yet it is literally energetically transformative. I mean, I was not the same the three minutes before he just walked us through that as the three minutes after, you know, so in that respect, we didn't even need 20 minutes to have that direct experience of an energetic shift out of what lisa called you know was the intentionality right the oh right i do want to learn to do this differently i do want to take whatever steps are helpful to me but yeah thanks that's a it's wonderful to um have someone so masterful that they can offer something and have boiled it down to just the essentials such that these minds go oh yeah that's simple i can do that you know and so and being with our resistance, gosh, that's calling it out and being with it is the whole enchilada. And what is what is fear but but
1: resistance to the moment with with some energetic juice behind it, right? Yeah, wonderful. Read this again. Thank you, Julie read this again, uh, Julie, Julie writes, "When what Jonathan
0: said on questions he asks when seeking intuition, reminds me of the kinds of questions that Regina recommends as an open ones, inviting guidance. And his commitment to be of service is beautiful. He said, a question I have often asked in life is, what do I need to know or do to be of greater service to myself or others? sometimes to my surprise a very definite voice or feeling has come clear and when i have done what that inner voice or sense of knowing has revealed (laughs) those things have worked out really well (laughs) he shared about how he got all those questions and next thing you know he's writing it up and next thing you know they're publishing it uh and then next thing you know it's an oprah book um And Julie writes, so I think it's a matter of creating that sacred space. Jonathan says, right, that's right. Jonathan says, creating the space, having a lot of sincerity, asking the right question. Uh, Now, what do I need to know to make my relationship better? What do I need to know to make my health better? What would be a forward step of my spiritual path right now? And taking the time to listen. Yeah, beautiful. It's that. I think what Lisa called intentionality, but the intentionality that says, no, no, wait, stop. Let's slow down. Let's really get curious. And for me, that requires not only a slowing down, but it requires getting in touch with trust because I don't ask questions when there's a belief here that they're not going to be answered. But I ask questions often when there's a belief that's, Which is really a belief. It's a knowing that answers come. What's the best way to show ourselves that answers come? (laughs) Asking questions and giving the space for the answer to come. Uh, Yeah, beautiful. I I, um, in my notes, he talked about how. uh, That's why it's so important for us to have. like-minded individuals and places where we can explore this stuff because my notes say he said we live in a culture (laughs) that doesn't value peace and love so it's important to bring together to bind together with other people to form our own culture our own cult that is sure about what it values which is peace and love and finding that peace and love which is why it's uh, there are lots of organizations but awakening together is just just one of those um you know cultures that allows the exploration trusting that answers will come and not trying to do it perfectly you know not trying to do it whatever right would be it's that exploration it's trusting everyone's got their own unique inner guidance that might have them exploring something you know one week one year and another another so it's It's that holistic approach to wisdom, right? That just says, my job is to do the asking, not to do the sorting through, the asking and the following. Now that just
1: that genuine, uh, earnest openness. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jonathan shares, you know, Um, the purpose of
2: life, you know, find peace and love inside yourself and then go out and help the world. You know, I I just think there's such beautiful goals and to incorporate that in your
1: spiritual aspirations. Yeah, I love that. Um, What's the purpose of life inside of yourself, connecting to that peace and love and then finding a way in whatever way, to share it. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, Julie writes, and I loved his next
0: goal, quote his next goal, which is, my next goal is to have zero goals. My personal goal is to let go of as much personal agenda as possible and just be in a presence of healing. Yeah, just be
1: present to what life brings as it brings it. And in that sense, it feels very uh, similar to what Regina
0: shared in her homily yesterday. You know, just going beyond, just letting go. So his goal is to let go of the concept of goals, it sounds like. Um, and in the meantime to trust that um, if goals come then goals come you know to really surrender that you know you can have an intention but you can trust that it may be time for that intention it may not be time for that intention it's kind of beautiful wonderful joy
1: yeah so beautiful and and
3: that joy it's the joy like of whatever experience we're having. And Regina got that message of just dive right in. And what I've been looking at for a few years is just find where there is joy, where something in the mind is enjoying whatever experience that might not seem quite healed yet. You know, where, and and that gets into the core of the walnut, the, the, the identity that's trying to hide behind those um, those enjoyments that we might say I don't want that of um of the feeling experience because um, that's that's in my experience that's what vibration is it's a feeling or a sensing experience and to just being like a scientist with a clipboard <laughs> you know I'm like oh yep there's that one oh yep there's that one and and then just that letting go and diving right in is like, that's when it fades. It's that pushing against um, the experience of the feeling that makes it seem real and expand and feel worse, or, um, but the dive right in and total acceptance, but doing nothing, just gently holding the seat and letting that be undone and these natural joys just come out
1: and all the things that um, that he was talking about last night thank you yeah beautiful but that
0: that that reminds me of when he shared the um the sufi poem um that he kind of rewrote and the end was only god knows how to live and let be And he brought us back to, we hear just one note, but we sing the whole tune, right? Can we go back to the one, can we go back to the one note? Mine wants to say it's this one thing, but what if the one note was that little bit of joy and whatever the experiential energetics were, and then let the whole tune go and just go with it and in it. And the curiosity, it's like. To me, there's like a sub message of it's safe to explore. It's all on the table, right? There's no like explore this, but not that. It's like, well, it's all here. There's a little identity lurking anywhere. I mean, Regina outed the identity as the witness of the witness. The witnessing, not the witnesser, you know, but even that can become an identity, a place to rest and and, uh, kind of build a perspective around. A perspective meaning more limited than everything all the time just like it is and only god knows how to live and let be but imitating that seems to be what jonathan has um spent his life really trying to kind of find little modalities for little methods and and hacks i i loved his um You know, when he says, you know, he always just says, keep exploring that, that, that it sounds similar. Just keep exploring. Um, He he gave a, another kind of structure to contemplating this, um, uh, you know, name one good thing that happened in the last day, just one good thing.
1: And then what trait or ability in me allowed that to happen? And then why did that good thing happen today? You know, it's just
0: contemplating joy, contemplating when those kernels of joy come. You know, that why did it, what trait or ability in me allowed the joy to happen? Well, it must be a a, a capacity for joy, right? A cultivation of the capacity. And what we put attention on grows. You can just see how putting attention on. The good things is just a a broader application of gratitude and thank you right but it's kind of using the mind to amplify the vibration that is conducive to trust and to
1: openness and to exploration and um that just that just feels so inviting you know
0: As he was speaking, I could hear myself wanting to kind of pause. I I will go back and do this, pause it, and just do the exercise. Um, Just spend the time right then. Because it's uh, the the satsang, while it was a lot of snippets and tips, it's also, for me, just like an incredible new kind of take on a a practice guide. Um, I could see taking an afternoon just with the satsang and just pausing it and and actually just giving myself over to the practices and the meditations several meditations and and i don't know you know good good three four five really specific practices is for me it just that kind of feels exciting to add some structure from someone who's has a broader view on how this all works and he's he's offering us these because he's seen them demonstrated to have kind of allowed these shifts and this, this more joy and these are avenues of exploration, which is just seems super,
1: super inviting. Now my notes. Oh, there was another um, little kind of uh,
0: method, methodology, method, strategy, where he, another one of the little cards he has is list 20 people you have loved, and then spend one minute of appreciation for each of those people. So we just bring the person to mind, to heart, and it's it's
1: like a meta meditation, you know, I'm just allowing that. And uh, yeah, and
0: Lynn's putting in the chat, um, I'll say this for the recording. There's a www.awarenessexplorers.com and you can backslash it meditations. Um, and I know they also have a uh, a Patreon group that they really appreciate where they have uh, special content, additional meditations. And that's also part of how they they continue to just offer all of this. But the Awareness Explorers um, allows us to uh, kind of take part in Jonathan's guiding
1: through different aspects of this exploration. So let me just check in, and see if
0: anyone else has more to share. Or we might be coming to a natural conclusion to this, but let's just give this a some moments. Great. And Lynn also added the Patreon, uh, the link link, which is uh, Patreon p a t r e o n dot com,
1: and. Uh, Oh, this is also interesting. Julie um, writes that she
0: also found it helpful when Joe asked for clarification on our relationship with fear and how it's relevant for preparing for such things as ego death. And uh, she shares that uh, Jonathan, a couple of excerpts from what Jonathan said that, well, you know, fear shows up in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's a fear of failure. Sometimes it's a fear of looking stupid. Sometimes it's a fear of the unknown. And as you awaken, sometimes you know it's hard to let go of our feeling of separateness, of being an ego, being a character. That's a more subtle spiritual fear that also shows up when you're on the awakening path. So people are at different places on the journey. And you have to face different types of fear on this journey. You know, fear of failure is different than fear of looking stupid which is different than fear of letting go of your sense of self so that you can merge with awareness or God or whatever you want to call it. But although fear has many disguises, it is all just fear. It is all just resistance. And when you get good at facing one type of fear, it helps you understand how to not take the other types of fear so seriously. And he said that some people like Eckhart Tolle and Byron Katie had a quick awakening. He says, but for most of us mortals, it's usually a long slog, a little bit of letting go of resistance, a little bit of letting go of fear. And for the people who aren't just hit by a truck of grace, you know, it, it takes a while and you have to work through these types of resistances. So beautiful. Thank you, Julie. Enjoy.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, this is great. What just came in is is Eckhart Tolle and. Uh... Byron Katie were mentioned was it was it was like and how do I even know that those beings or whatever happened there could have been something that had been worked through for centuries and or whatever and and then it was just like I'm in this incarnation I'm gonna go into that pain so deeply that there's gonna be you know so that comparison piece can be such a that's of the ego those are thoughts coming in you know I'm not doing it or they got you know that and it's fine but um I can ask myself is it really helpful to go into any sort of comparison I I know my assignment my joy job is to continue to undo any of the cobwebs that are um in any kind of resistance to the experience whatever the experience happens to be and to really embrace that and not only embrace that as much as possible lean in to my brothers like this morning I was really looking at something again because I could just see that there was a, a holding in there there was you know and it's that center of the walnut that identity piece and it, I worked on it like my whole life kind of thing and it's like I could that can still detect that uh, thing and it's like wow and so just remember you know be really gentle with myself and know I I love um John's uh you know just to go into those places which we know it reminds us of our own joy and how we are so loving in the world and all of those things so that I don't approach my looking with starting from the place that I'm bad because I can still see this, um, what I would call an unforgiveness um, that seems like it relates to an other. And then, you know, to stay kind of in the, that courage space and that bravery. And this morning, I was just willing. I'm like, i am so willing to not have this be part of my experience anymore and it's like overriding the program completely and i you know we all we all talk about this a lot but it's like i am simply not going to accept those conditions that conditioning and that and to question it right away like light moves so fast meaning the thoughts coming in the minute i feel like The ego knows that weakest slit, you know, and it can just come in and just go like, okay, right now, who, what is believing this, you know, just really take that time. could be so much more important than anything I'm doing, unless it involves, you know, saving a life or rescuing someone from traffic. More than likely, I can take a, a few minutes and potentially a lot longer to
1: let this unwind happen. So thank you.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful pointing back to coming in. And I what I hear you is incorporating the questions that work for you. And that's of Jonathan's whole message, right? Is here is, well, I guess he's got 101. Seems like he's had a couple different books where he's got 101 ideas. And, and yet the idea isn't to do 101. It's just to wait for that inner yes that then when we're in a situation, that's the question that allows. That's the question and it kind of cuts off. It cuts off the normal functioning. And every time that's cut, like we don't cut it off. The question actually cuts it off. Like something realizes it wants the question more than it wants the same old answer. And, and I mean, I, I, and the word that works best for me with that is grace because it's like, I have no idea how that works. But like you say, just stand right there and courage. No, I'm not willing to accept the conditions right now. And I'm just
1: gonna stay with this. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Well, it's a beautiful discussion. I just invite anyone to kind of check in and see if there's
0: if there's more to be shared. I, I guess I'll I'll share one thing, which is God hot diggity damn do I love his Papa G story <laughs> he's like knock 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 okay here I am who are you oh I'm Jonathan and I'm a <laughs> I'm a husband and, ooh, that's not it and then just the crying right um you know I've seen that um had the privilege of seeing that many times with Muji someone is just gonna they've got such a big question and then he's like now who who, who is asking this question and they, um and then the collapse into the truth which is just all there is is tears and then Papa G, kind of patting him on the head
1: this is what you are you are this love and your job is not to forget it and yet it's part of the path that forgetting happens but
0: my sense is every time we see that truth that 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 forgetting gets cut off maybe a little sooner, maybe a little faster, maybe a little clearer. Um, you can't unsee what you've seen, right? Some of that toothpaste just doesn't go back in the tube, and that's that super gentle process that the source is both the
1: initiator and 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 the destination. yeah, yeah and joy writes. Um,
0: the gentleness, the joy, the love, the peace we are, grace, the mercy to not be afraid to look at
1: the ancient glitch with grace. Yeah, beautiful. And thank you. Wonderful.
0: Okay, I think that wraps us up for today. I just want to say, for the sake of the recording, that I just want to thank everyone for joining. Uh, again, if you'd like more information about us, it is Awakening Together. Dot.
1: I lose that every time. Is it Organet? You don't know either.
0: <laughs> okay, and I do know this jonathan's website is the.org thank you it's awakening hyphen together.org and i'm looking at jonathan's website which is a net it is all smushed together the enlightenment for more information on jonathan's latest book you can also go to uh, awareness explorers and uh, we so appreciate. Jonathan being with us, the interview Lynn did, and we appreciate all of you joining for today's discussion, and we look forward to being with you again soon. Thank you all.